Welcome to the Mouse Moms podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We are your hosts, Jennifer. Hello. Lori. Hi. And Juliana, what's up? On today's show, we're going to take a look at the most difficult dining reservations to get at, right, at Walt Disney World right now, and then we'll let you know if we think they're worth the effort. But first, we can't talk about anything, especially food without a Mouska cocktail. Yes, so today, in keeping with the theme of difficult reservations to get, our Mouska cocktail is brought to you by the letter S for Sangria University. <laughs> this is a fun 90-minute class offered every Saturday and Sunday at the Three Bridges Bar and Grill, which is located at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. The cost of the course is $59, including tax and gratuity, and it has to be paid at the time of booking. Uh, guests under 21 of years of age are welcome at this, although I personally don't know why you would bring your children to this. Um, <laughs> they are charged the full fee, but they are given non-alcoholic options to mix and taste. During the class, guests are able to taste four different sangria recipes, and then they're given some fresh ingredients to mix one on their own. Light appetizers are also served. I have not done this yet. It sounds super awesome for a girl's trip or a couple's trip. I guess if you really want to go and bring your kids, that would be fun too. Um, but to me, $59 plus tax and tip it is worth it. For juice. Bring, That's bring them your $60 <laughs> juice. <laughs> so you have you ever done this? No. I have not, no. Me neither. It's been on my list. Um, I got came so close because we were staying at Coronado uh, in the tower in October. Um, and I was so close to getting to do it, but it was someone's birthday and that we were with and they didn't, it wasn't on their list of things to do on, on their birthday. So sadly, so and what makes it hard is that it's only taught on Saturdays and Sundays. And so, you know, those aren't, those aren't really big resort days, you know? And this has become um, very, very popular. Mm -hmm. So it's very, a very difficult reservation to get. It's something that you can still reserve 60 days out like you do for your other dining experiences, but it's a tough reservation to get. So that's that's what it's all about today. This sounds like it's totally worth it, in my opinion. I think it would be such a fun addition to, to your trip to add. So uh, is it worth it? I think the consensus is yes. Yeah, I mean, we're willing to give it a shot. Go fund me. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we, we never seem to be there over a weekend together. We always go, no. you know, like part of the work week. So I think so we're going to have to yeah. make it happen. I think let's do it. All right. Let's do it. All right. So let's get into it. So for today, as we talked about, we're going to do um, the top dining reservations that are the most difficult to get at Walt Disney World. So, of course, the number one right now is Space 220. Space 220 is the newest one that just opened. It is located at Epcot, right next to Mission Space. My family has been there. It's literally when you're looking at Mission Space directly to your right. It is, I will say, it's a little hard to find. 
The deal with Space 220 is it is a sit-down prefix option. It is a two-course meal. Uh, lunch is around $55 for adults. Dinner is around $79 for adults. So it is expensive. I look at it this way. Cinderella's Royal Table at over at Magic Kingdom is super expensive. Mm-hmm. But it's an experience. You're going inside Cinderella's castle. You see Cinderella. You're eating in the castle. It's an experience. Space 220 is the exact same thing. It is an experience. You essentially go through like a pre-show before you go sit down for dinner. And then you're sitting at dinner with things going on kind of in the background. Not as amazing as what I was hoping. But it's fine. So basically... The whole deal is that you're going up into space and you go up this elevator per se, and you're going up into space to eat in space. You get up there. They do have some really cute things you walk by, like how they sustain vegetables and how they're growing it in space. And then you go to sit down and the entire one side of the wall is looking out onto space. I will give them props. They put the mission space spaceship in there because it's right next to it. So good job on that. But they could have done a lot more. There's a sporadic astro doggy that floats across the space. And there's a few astronauts that float across. They could have done a bit more. You know, it it is a quick little snippet of what kind of goes by. And that's kind of it. So even kids look at it for like two minutes and then they're done. So you're you're definitely paying for the atmosphere. And I think what's easier to stomach for me was because I've been to Cinderella's Royal Table but I haven't been since they got rid of the dining plan. And I think having the dining plan pay for it, it was a lot easier to stomach. By the way, you can get reservations here still equally as difficult to get, but you can get reservations in their lounge, which still gives you that same atmosphere, right? Right. So so the difference with the lounge is that it's not it's a smaller menu and it's a la carte as opposed to being fixed price. It's still expensive, right? But yeah. I'm going to disagree and argue that the lounge is actually a more difficult reservation to get. Um, I have been it able is. to see Space 220 pop up more than the lounge. The lounge also, from what I understand, I've not been, as I said has mostly smaller tables, tables yeah. for two. So if you, cause it's a lounge. So, so if you have a large party, the lounge is not going to work for you unless you do like six tables of two. But also I think people are looking for the experience without the hefty price tag of $55 for lunch and $29 for kids for lunch at yes, the restaurant. Expensive. So, so the let me- all a cart. So you're able to order kind of whatever you want on the menu versus the prefix meal, which is the regular space 220. And the lounge itself is located in the same restaurant. The only thing that separates it, honestly, is the regular restaurant has carpet and the lounge has hardwood floor. So it's that's really the only difference you can kind of tell between the lounge and the restaurant itself. And does the lounge have the same sort of, yep. you know, fake windows and all that stuff? Yep. I, yeah, you're so you're in the same one big room. That's uh, it. Literally a difference between carpet and and hardwood. That's it. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. I just yeah. So I think I from from my experience, the lounge is actually harder to get. And I think yeah. it's because most people would rather just do little nibbles or get a drink or whatever. On How's that the, note, t- yeah, talk about the food. the food. Because I will tell you, like, while Cinderella's Royal Table's in experience, I've only been for breakfast, the food was all right. But this is an Epcot. My expectation is going to be much, much higher for the quality of the meal. So tell us, Lori. So I think the food is absolutely fantastic. You know, that was part of the thing is my husband is cranky when spending large amounts of money, especially when my kids are involved with food, um, because you never know with children. 
um, whether they're going to eat or not eat and just be brats. So, you know, this restaurant was, he was really afraid in, in terms of, is the food going to be good? Is it just going to be like a Cinderella's Royal table where I was not blown away by the food? I thought this food was absolutely fantastic. So we ordered the calamari, which is the starry calamari. I thought it was great. They had perfect sauces with it. It was not heavily breaded. It was not greasy. It was great. We also ordered the uh, Neptune tartare. I'm a huge tuna tartare person. And I thought this was fantastic. They, it was really, really good. I think that was the only thing that we ordered. We did not end up ordering the burrata and the menu is changing very shortly too. So they're updating some items already, but yeah. So we ordered that by far the calamari, I think is the most popular appetizer option because it is, you are paying for a two course. So most people from what we saw coming out of the kitchen, it was the calamari or the tartare. And then some people did do the blue moon cauliflower, which was basically fried cauliflower and uh, with hot sauce. And then the burrata was coming out a lot. Cause I think burrata is just one of those in things right now. Um, it looks like the menu is pretty similar for lunch and dinner. I assume that the difference in price is more that the Maybe the portions are smaller. Yes. And I think, well, the difference is that for lunch, it's a two course meal. So you get the appetizer or I think the two course is actually the entree and the dessert. And then you get three course. So you get the entree and the dessert. Yeah. I'm looking at that now. Dinner is appetizer, entree and dessert. And lunch is appetizer and entree. Yes. So that must be the big, the big difference, but. And then for the lounge, it's mostly the appetizer. The, yes. It looks like a lot of the appetizers are similar, but the menu is not as big at all. So if you want to go there for the food, then you need to go for one of the meals. And, and there's a the couple lounge. items actually in the lounge that are not in the regular restaurant that people actually go to for the lounge, um, which is interesting. So yeah, so for the entrees, we did, my husband did the short rib. The short rib was awesome. It's spray short ribs with grits and bacon. It you couldn't, it was amazing. Um, it really was. Their short rib was awesome. You know, we saw a few other people obviously order the steak. I'm not a big order steak person while eating out, but people I've heard people go on about the steak. I was a snob and ordered the 1.5 pound baked whole lobster stuffed with jumbo crab, which was an additional cost yeah. on top of that. All right. Let that's an upcharge, folks. Yes. <laughs> so that is an addition. But you're worth it. Right. I mean, when in Disney. I will I say, I sold it. <laughs> the steak sounds delicious. It's a flat iron steak in a yeah. coffee rub with chimichurri sauce. It sounds really good. I don't often order steak out either because we get really great steak here, but that I would, that looks delicious. Yeah. And so, we need to go here. Yes. There's a couple things on the menu. You mentioned the things on the menu in the lounge that are not on the menu in the restaurant. Um, There's deviled eggs, short rib sliders, and chicken and waffles. Yeah. Um, I'll have one of those. Those things looked amazing coming by. And I'll say it's really weird when you're sitting in the restaurant because my kids saw the chicken and waffles going by. And they're like, we want a chicken and waffles. And the guy's like, no, it's just for the lounge. And I'm like, but, but like, can't we just here. order it it's and pay kitchen. for it separately? Like, I'm like, on. I promise you the price margin between a chicken and waffle and whatever other appetizer we're getting, you're making more on the chicken and waffles. Just give me the chicken and waffles. I know. Yeah, that's interesting. Boo. That's so, interesting. Yeah. And I bet if we do go to the lounge and we order one of each, we probably still won't be spending $79. No. And in my case, I did 79 plus the 22. Yeah. Um, just, I, I have You're to worth it. 
It was the best lobster ever. It was the best lobster ever. All right. So that's the question. Lori says it's worth it. Jen, who's never been, says it's not. So (laughs) let me, let me, let me explain. So for Lori, who's paying, you know, the $79 for two people and the $29 for three, I would be paying $79 for five of us. Right. And, and $29, 29 for, for one. one. Yeah, I don't care. So it's for that, it's not worth it for me. Yeah, I feel you. I, I will tell you this. I want to try it, but I'll just do it with like adults. If uh, it's just me or just me yeah. and Andy, I don't think it's something I'm going to take my family to. So we're, yes. we're kind of running the, the gamut kids, there. I will say the kids loved it. The only thing my husband, so on the kids menu, they have the normal stuff. They have spaghetti and chicken and whatever. They actually do have steak for the kids that want that, but they do have macaroni and cheese. And my husband told them they could not order it because he was not spending $29 on macaroni I'm pretty sure I've uttered those words myself. Yes. I, I'm sure at other places. Yeah. Right? He's like, I don't care. I will pay for the $29 cheeseburger, but I am not paying for $29 macaroni Seriously, I used to get so upset when we would go out to eat, not at Disney, and I'd be like, does that mac and cheese come from a box? Because I can get that for 99 cents at home. Like 47 cents. I'm not paying $8 for you to serve me Kraft mac and cheese, which 20. is lovely and delicious, but when I go out to I'd like it to be homemade. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we're kind of split on whether Space 220 is worth it or not. Um, if you listen to me, it is. So, all right. So next one we have is actually Storybrook Dining at Artist Point, which is one of my favorites. Um, so I guess I'm kind of giving that away. It is at the Wilderness Lodge. It is character dining. It has Snow White, Dopey, Grumpy, and the Queen, which is by far the best character ever at a dining anywhere. So it is a cool little atmosphere. It has an enchanted forest that you kind of walk into. Um, It is in the main part of the Wilderness Lodge. It's a super popular one. They only do it for dinner. Uh, It's great because you can take a boat over for Magic Kingdom over there to have dinner and head back. So who has been there? I have. I have. Mm -hmm. And we're going to disagree on this one too. (laughs) I think we are. I think Um, we are. So yeah, the atmosphere, again, like incomparable. It was so pretty in there. They have all the fairy lights up there. It looks like you're in an enchanted forest. And there is nobody that is cooler to meet than the evil queen. She just plays it up and is so much fun. It's very much like, like going to 1900 Park and meeting the evil stepmother and the stepsisters. They are the most fun characters to meet. She was amazing. It's great. I, we, I went with eight of us and none of us liked the food. We, it was just incredibly salty. It's a very interesting menu. So it is shared appetizers and shared desserts, I think. And then everybody gets to order their own entree. And we pretty much all ordered something different. So it wasn't like we all got the same thing and didn't like it. We just, I don't know if it, and I've only eaten there once and and haven't gone back because we didn't like it so you know granted maybe it's gotten better this was right in the beginning when they first opened it and everything was just so salty that it was inedible i will say the one thing people complain that salty is in the shared appetizers there's a mild or um, a wild mushroom bisque and i will say that was salty I don't mind salt, so I was good with it. I love salt, and I was and I was like, I can't eat this. And it wasn't just that; it, my dish was salt. I had the it's called the stroll through nature, which sounds delicious. It's asparagus, leeks, arugula, gnocchi, sage, and parmesan. Yeah, 
I think I had the same thing. And mine was very, very salty also. I was really disappointed because it was one of those reservations where it's so hard to get. So like all of these, when you get them, you're like, yes, I'm the king of the world. And it's expensive. It's 60 bucks an adult and 40 per kid. So, you know, like I always say, I do not mind spending money on good food. Like no problem. Well, problem sometimes, but like, you know what I mean? If you're going to splurge, it better be good food. Granted at Disney, I feel like sometimes it's more about the atmosphere than the food. Yeah. And, and I typically am more forgiving of not so great food at restaurants in the parks. I find them to be, except for Epcot, I find them to be less exciting to me than the ones in the resorts. So with this one being in the resort, I'm a little sad and surprised to hear that the food wasn't excellent. I'm still going to try it. I was going to say, see, I, I thought it was delicious. I thought the mushroom bisque was salty. I was good with it. The rest of it was good. My entree was good. I was only with one other person. Um, so we only got to try two. I thought the desserts I love desserts. My family loves desserts. If you follow any of our trips on Facebook, you will see that's the majority of what we consume is desserts. Their desserts are awesome. They um, were they fun. Were they were they were themed. Fun. The yeah. whole menu is is like a woodsman's kind of theme. Yeah. Like everything on the menu. There's a beef stroganoff. There's the gnocchi that Jen was talking about. There's like a herbed chicken. There's uh, rib roast, pork Which shank, is, like the kinds of things that you would expect Snow White to whip up for the dwarfs kind of thing. And you yeah. would expect it also in the Wilderness Lodge. So that's so cute yeah. also. Yes. I just, and again, I'm just, I'm hoping that it's because it was in the first couple of weeks of it opening and maybe I just well, got maybe, a lousy night. Maybe that chef, that chef is Oh, we did. Gone, we told him. Absolutely. They can't do better if you don't tell them. They can't hey, fire the chef. You it know? was very easy to tell them because um, we none of us ate our dinners. Did they and make it? Did they? What did they do? Did they just say remember. sorry and send you on your way? I don't think so. I think that they compensated us a little bit. Um, but again, like you were saying in the beginning, part of some of these, like Space 20, like Cinderella's Royal Table, this is definitely you're paying for that atmosphere. So I don't regret that we went because the vibe in there was so charming and fun. And um, we just were really disappointed in in the food part of it. I'm sorry to hear that because I love Wilderness Lodge and all things Wilderness Lodge. I even love Whispering Canyon. <laughs> I yes, do. you do. I know yes, I do, do love Whispering Canyon. I, I don't know why. Um, so I'm sad. But you were talking about the desserts, Lori. Yeah. And can I just talk about this Miner's Treasures cookies yes. and cream panna cotta? Like, did you have that? Yes. I ate all the desserts always. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. It, it, the desserts are just, they're fun. They're whimsical. They taste amazing. You know, they're just fun and it's shared. So it comes out on these cute platters. Like, I really feel like they put a lot of thought into this one. Yeah. Um, and just to clarify, Juliana, you don't have to choose your dessert. They give you all of them. All of you them. get You get all of them. These are, they come out on a platter to share and the hunter's gift to the queen is, yeah. is like theatrical. It's very cool. Is it a pig's heart? But that's what he does. Remember you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. That's exactly what he does. I know that would be gross to like put on a plate, but what else would the hunter's gift be? She it, asks it him is. to kill Snow White it is, and it he is a puts heart. a pig's heart in a box and gives it to her. That's what he does. The sure. ratings just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> they just went up. Down it went. 
All right. Um, and that's that's all I'll say on that. You'll just have to go and see what it is. But it it's probably doesn't look like a real pig's heart, obviously. It's, it's very theatrical oh, and cool. Again, is there dry I, ice involved? Yeah. Yeah, I should be an Imagineer. <laughs> should you though? Because yeah. then we'll have pig's hearts delivered right? to the dining table. <laughs> and then it won't be such a hard reservation to get. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Oh, Bob's. It is be listening to this episode. Right? <laughs> I think this I think this reservation is a hundred percent. It's one of those to me, one and done's. It yes. is once you do it, great, you experienced it, and then move on. Um, after a little while, if you're going back there quite a few times, but it is definitely something that you need to go and do once. I, I'll agree with you on that yeah. one. So and is see, it worth it? Maybe the COVID shutdown got rid of the salty chef and now the food's all good. Salty. I don't know if the chef was salty, but he used a lot of salt. <laughs> or she. Or she. Yeah, or she. Maybe it was both. And now a word from our sponsors. Mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. All right. So the next restaurant, we've been talking a lot about atmosphere. Forget the atmosphere. This next restaurant, Topolino's Terrace, is all about the food. And it's just the food. And the food is fantastic. I don't even know if we're talking about breakfast or dinner. I don't care. Well, if Go we're talking about difficult ones. reservations, the <laughs> breakfast one is by far the hardest to get. And that's because um, that's the one that includes characters. I will say the dinner the is hard, it's hard. It is super hard. To, it. My problem is the breakfast seems to be getting dropped closer to more and more and more. I had such a hard time getting that dinner reservation. That's I mean, I so got funny, it. funny because I'm finding dinner reservations popping up. It, it I'm just finding depends. Them, I'm it finding them depends. at like 945 at night and 1015 and 915. I'm just not finding them around in normal dinner hour. And especially with breakfast, depending, you could have people that need early morning. They could do a nice brunch or they could do a later where right. I feel like dinner. I don't want to eat dinner. No one wants to eat dinner at 945 at night. There's not a single person that wants to eat dinner at 945 if they had a choice. So, but yes, Topolino's is at the Riviera Resort and they do character breakfast in the morning with Mickey, Minnie, Daisy, and Donald. And then the dinner is just amazing. It is no characters. This place, whoever this chef is, needs to run every other restaurant and just all of them. Agreed. This all is good. And I think for this conversation, I think both re both reservations are are difficult to get. I think breakfast, you know, character breakfasts are hard to get. But I think this one stands out among all the other ones because the food is phenomenal. So yeah. you're, you know, you have this great atmosphere. You have the adorable characters. The views from this restaurant. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, it really is. I was impressed by it. I didn't have high hopes because, you know, we talked a little bit briefly about Cinderella's Royal Table, right? You know, as a character breakfast that's highly sought after that, that like, I don't think the food is great. We're going to talk about another one that I think is on the list that, that I'm going to say isn't worth it. And you guys are, but but I think that we can all agree that the the breakfast, I haven't had dinner, so I can't talk about the dinner at Topolino's, but the breakfast is 
a thousand percent worth it. It's $42 for adults, 27 for kids. They'll bring you whatever you want off the menu. We wanted just one Mickey waffle to try because we had already ordered entrees. And of course they brought us, right, Lori, they brought us like three of them. And you know, they'll just bring you whatever they want you to try everything. And they don't make you feel bad about it. It's kind of like being on a cruise, (laughs) but it's delicious. Like every bit of it's delicious. And can we talk a minute about the drinks? I know they're drinks. And plus I want to say, so this price for the breakfast, this is the same cost as Chef Mickey's. It is. I just want everyone to understand. So this is harder to get. And I think that's because it is the same price as every other character breakfast. Tusker House, Chef Mickey's, all of them. But and Bob's, if you're listening, it should stay this price. No, no, no. <laughs> don't raise it. Please don't raise it. But I think you should lower Chef Mickey's. But it, it to me, I'm like, if I'm looking at two different, I think this is why this is so popular is when I'm looking price range between a Chef Mickey's and a Topolino's breakfast, dear God, pick Topolino's because mm-hmm. you are getting 10 times better food. Um, I mean, I think sometimes it's going to depend on location because Topolino's is in Riviera, which is accessible by the Skyliner. So yes. if you're staying in one of those boardwalk area hotels, it's great. If you're staying at a Skyliner hotel, it's great. That's a lot of hotels that this would be close to relatively to get to, right? Because you can't take a bus from one resort to another. So that makes it a little more challenging. Whereas Chef Mickey's being in the contemporary, there's a lot easier ways to get there. You just get yourself to Magic Kingdom and it's right there. But plus, if you're headed to the Magic Kingdom after breakfast, it's obviously going to be more convenient to go to Chef Mickey. But I mean, if we're talking food, the the costumes of the characters, um, it's on the top. The drinks, the drinks are amazing. Drinks are amazing. Oh, good. The only place I've ever had an old fashioned for breakfast. It's served at dinner, too, by the way. Didn't I? I think you did. Eric's had it. Eric's had it for breakfast and then he had it for dinner. It's delicious. It's delicious. All right. So clearly we all approve of, of uh, Topolino's Terrace. We like yeah. the sour cream waffle for breakfast. We like the um, guys. We, yeah. <laughs> Dinner they, has the gnocchi. That's amazing. They have a French veal chop, which literally, I, that's all my husband, but he like, he's like, I, I haven't seen this on a menu anywhere. It was um, he picked up the bone, you guys. He just yeah. like gnawed it like he like was like it was a turkey leg in Magic Kingdom. He just I'm went out. I'm pretty sure that picture is going on the blog article if you want to see it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> as yeah. one should. It's yeah. totally going on. I, I think a big thing with this restaurant, too, on why it's so popular and if it's worth it, this is a restaurant for breakfast or dinner that I could go back to every single time. And this was the first trip we didn't do the breakfast for Topolino's and my kids were angry, um, <laughs> like angry. And I, I had to promise over and over again that we would go back in October and go to the breakfast. It is just, it, the food is fantastic. And it's one of those restaurants that I'm like, this is, we're going to keep coming back every time. It is not a one and done, which is, yeah, this is, this is worth, is, it. This is yeah, worth, worth it. it. Hands down. Yes. All right. So is the next one worth it? Yes. Lori, what's the next one? The next one is California Grill, which is at the top of Disney's Contemporary Resort. So they, we are talking about the dinner. So they do a dinner, um, which is seafood and signature dining and other stuff. Lots. They have sushi there. I will preface this. I think California Grill was worth it before the 50th anniversary prefix menu. Interesting. I do not think it is worth it right now with the prefix menu. I don't like the prefix menu right now. They're doing a big 50th celebration for Walt Disney World, and it is prefix for the dinner. And I don't think that's expensive. It's expensive, and I just don't. I don't like the options they have on there either. It's not like what they used to have. 
So, yeah. okay. So California Grill, like some Lori of said, the options are the same. Some of, some them, of them. So, so we've been, um, so we were talking about, Lori was talking about dinner. We've been for the brunch on a, on yeah. a Sunday, which I don't think they've brought it back yet. I don't think they have. No. no. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be probably the dissenting voice here and I'm just going to say it. I've avoided saying this for a really long time. I do not like California grill. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think the view is worth it. I don't think that, I mean, the view is great, but you can get it other places sort of. I, I did not, I remember going for the brunch, going up there and being like, this is so cool. You walk in, they give you like a mimosa and then there's the, the, the string quartet playing and it's so awesome. And then I thought from there, it was all kind of downhill. I don't like the food there. I just don't. And, and then we went for dinner again. I let you guys talk me into trying it again. And again, the atmosphere is great, but, um, it's just not my favorite, especially for the price. I agree that it's not my favorite. I would rather go, like, we had a great meal at Citrico's. I think that blue yeah. California a grill out of the water. Better. Exactly. And like Topolino's was yeah. phenomenal. So if it was a choice, I would choose one of those over California grill. I'm with you there. I'll never go back to California grill. That's how um, much I did. See, like I will. See, yeah. I just, my I whole thing with, with California grill is that. I went so many times before the 50th with Eric. It was Eric and I used to get a babysitter and that's the place we went. And, but we would order things and we would kind of share them. Like, I know it's not a sherry type plate deal, but I liked having the a la carte option where if I wanted sushi, if I wanted this and we wanted to share an entree to me, this is such a, I, it's a very, very limited menu and this is not what they used to have. Um, so I just don't for the 50th I'm out. We actually found a reservation and I canceled it um, uh, for Eric and I when we went out. I just, I didn't, I looked at the menu and I'm like, I just don't, for the price, if we haven't mentioned, the price is $89 per adult. It is super expensive. It is expensive. Well, I've not been since the 50th. So my opinions are all before that. But the thing about this that makes it unique and special is that you can see the Magic Kingdom yes. fireworks from the restaurant. And if you have a dinner reservation at that same time, that's great. Sit at your table and enjoy the view. If you don't, let's say you have dinner at five, fireworks aren't until nine. You used to be able to get back up there to watch them if you just kept your receipt and showed it. So that's a nice perk. Um, it's a reason people like to eat there. Um, and I would say that that, you know, that's that might be nice, especially if you do like the food and the atmosphere, then then that's something to try for. I say it's it's a great it's a cool restaurant. It's one, you know, to see Magic Kingdom. You can see Epcot actually from there, too, um, from the top. It's a cool restaurant. I just they need to figure out the menu. I just feel like they need to figure it out. So last one, one of the hardest reservations to get is beaches and cream. Um, it's at Disney's Beach Club Resort. Um, the reason it is so hard to get, one, because of the food. Two, it is so tiny. Um, they even made it bigger. They renovated it like a year and a half before COVID, and they made it twice as, as big and still nothing. So it is... I, I do. I love this restaurant. This is another one, though, that I see walk-ups available um, a lot in, in the, you know, as people are there. So this one is is hard to get ahead of time. But if you can be flexible and just show up, you, you might be able to get in. I think Lori goes every too. single trip, it seems every like. Trip. Yep. Every trip with three boys, they have de they are determined to take down the kitchen sink. Um, we have not accomplished that yet. Uh, I think as they get bigger and bigger, we will see if they accomplish it. Um, but the kitchen sink is a massive kitchen sink filled with 
too much ice cream and too much whipped cream. <laughs> See, that's just it. Stuff. It's filled with mostly whipped cream, which was my beef with it, right? <laughs> like you, so I love an old fashioned ice cream parlor. I grew up in Brooklyn. My mom used to take us to one. I'm used to kitchen sinks. I'm going to slam beaches and cream. I did not Stop like it. it. I didn't like it. So here's my problems with beaches and cream. The menu is incredibly limited. It is literally burgers and ice cream, and that is it. There and is no and option. Cheese and tomato sauce and tomato soup, which is amazing. But there's like no options. Like if you just want to get like even I don't a even salad? know like even a garden salad. There's nothing. No, there's you're no. Going to there's not even a fried chicken sandwich. Oh that no. is not why you go here. No, Absolutely. but if you're hungry and you want to eat, that's fine. But it's what I don't like about it. I'm not asking for a super huge menu. I'm just asking for maybe a little more than a burger and a grilled cheese, right? Like a chicken sandwich or uh, something. So there's that, but that's fine. But the problem is if you're only going to serve burgers, they should be good burgers. I've never, and eaten they're not here. good burgers. I've they're just I've not. never eaten their food. There. I've had way better burgers at Disney. This no, is not one of Disney's good. Their burgers, burgers aren't good. No, they're, I will tell you the formula to do this. You order two, no, two grilled cheeses with tomato soup. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Then you order the they have um, loaded tots. Then that's all you do for a party of five. You just share that. And then you order the kitchen sink. Perfect. Okay. So Andy and I do. ordered a burger with tots and split, and then we split that. It was just not a good, it was just not a good burger. And then we got the kitchen sink. And so I think the idea of the kitchen sink is fantastic. Um, I was not aware that, and I found out later that they put an entire can of whipped cream on top. That is the thing. It's yep. a full can of whipped cream, yep. which is also fine and delicious except that it was more whipped cream than ice cream underneath. You couldn't find the ice cream. Yes, you could. If I ever go, I'm going to ask for the whipped cream on the side. I'm going to be that person. Like, just give me the can and I'll add it myself. <laughs> just put all the ice cream and the toppings in there. And then, like, you have to, like, go diving through. Yeah, that's the whole, oh, that's the fun. You have to go diving through and then the kids find those little jelly candy oranges no it's there. all delicious and i think that there are people listening to this being like i don't understand what she's complaining about that sounds awesome and if it does to you go for it i really would love it if i could just have the whipped cream on the side <laughs> i'll um, do it again i'll do it again <laughs> but i won't eat the food i'll just go for dessert they ha well, besides the kitchen sink, which is like the iconic thing to get, people go there for the experience of getting the kitchen sink. They have, I mean, it's it's an old fashioned ice cream soda shop. It, the atmosphere is adorable, and the other things on the menu for dessert are fantastic. Mark yes. and I went and sat at the counter, and we each had like I think I had like a milkshake that had a whole brownie on top of it. I mean, it, it, it was delicious and it's fun and the atmosphere is cute. So. And they started ringing. So they had uh, sirens and lights, orange lights on the ceiling for the kitchen sink. They brought it back. Um, it wasn't there when no, I had the kitchen just, sink just I know. three weeks ago. It came back like a week and a half ago because we were passing it last week and we saw I was like, they're back. The lights are on. That's hilarious um, because I will say we were like the only people in the whole restaurant ordering a kitchen sink. But I did look at all the other Sundays coming out and those looked Amazing. They're delicious in the big glass, like yep. tall stem, old fashioned, yeah, just cute. like I expected. Yep. So, yes. 
I my, think ba my bar for a beach, like a soda shop is really, really high. And I felt like beaches and cream mix missed the mark, but I will go back. And is it worth it? Yeah. It's not expensive. Yeah. No, it's worth It's. I think it's totally worth it. It's I'm fun. It's adorable. Go, yeah. Even if you go and like you said, order like the no way Jose, whatever, you know, just go in and order that be done. It's, right. but it's still worth it. All right. So other honorable mentions, Cinderella's Royal Table. We um, talked about that a lot. Ohana um, for breakfast and dinner. We have mixed feelings on the dinner right now. They haven't fully brought it back to what it was used to. Breakfast still doesn't have the characters quite yet, um, but their food is still yummy. Yeah. So it used to be Lilo and Stitch for breakfast. Yeah. I'm not sure that breakfast is worth it, like to get yourself all the way to the poly unless you're staying there if you're going to do this. But I think the dinner pre-COVID was, yes. was worth it. It was yeah. good. It was fun. And you I know, we love Trader Sam, so you can hang out there for a cocktail before or after or whatever. Yeah. I like it. We also had Oga's Cantina, which actually we just got into because my son went up and asked. And this is the funniest story where you have to tell it. I guess <laughs> he you just really, He walked by and as spoiled as my child is, turned to me and said, why didn't you get an Oga's Canteen reservation? And I looked at him going, because it's so easy to do. So I was like, sorry, I didn't get it. And he was aggravating me. So I said, just go on up and ask. And he goes, okay. So he walked up to the cast member and said, is there, a, do you have a reservation to go in? And the guy looked at him and he goes, yeah, sure. How many people? And I was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. Like after <laughs> I just went at him about how hard it is to get a reservation. So now we waited 10 minutes and we were in August Cantina and this is one 100% worth it by atmosphere alone. Go in, buy a $15, $17 drink and enjoy the atmosphere. Well, that's just it. There's like two things on the menu here. They're small and they're not why you go. You go here to get yourself to cool off and just to have the experience like we've talked I, about before. I just love it. So, And then we also have Be Our Guest on here. That is 100% not worth it. Agreed. Yeah, I think we all agree. I think that the Be Our Guest, being in Beast Castle is really, really cool. But um, this is one that you might be able to just peek your head in and see. I don't know. Well, not now. Now that it's not quick service for breakfast and lunch. I know. You always need a reservation. But, but quick service for breakfast it. was game. I'd love that one. Me too. Yeah. So now that it's only table service, I have to tell you, the food in here, I never I just, no, just no. no. But it Agreed. is such a cool environment like to see all the rooms and stuff. I think that's it. We covered a good amount of them. You can decide whether or not you think they're worth it. Right. Obviously, um, everyone has a different opinion. <laughs> All right. So regardless of what you choose to try, dining reservations open 60 days in advance. At, um, excuse me, 60 days in advance of your resort package reservation or 60 days in advance of when you want to go, depending. So 6 a.m. online, 7 a.m. if you want to call in. And also just a tip, if you do get a dining reservation, most of them need to be canceled 24 hours in advance of the day of the dining if you do change your mind or you will be charged a $10 per person no-show fee or late cancellation fee. Um, if you can't score one of these hard-to-get dining reservations 60 days in advance, you will not be alone. But your best bet is to try 24 hours in advance of the reservation when people change their plans, realize, oh, poop, I have to cancel this reservation so I don't get charged. And that's how Lori gets most of hers because she is a bulldog with a bone when it comes yes. to this thing. You just got to be willing to sit on your phone and go for it the yep. day before. It's, it's done. All right. Well, thank you for spending another fun episode with us. If you can't get enough of us, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Mask Moms Podcast, where we go live with all of the news out of Disney for the week. 
uh, every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Check out our blog at Moms with an S, blog.com. And of course, be sure that you're following our show so that you re- receive notifications every time new content is released and you never miss an episode. Please consider writing us a review as well. We really appreciate it. And it really helps us know what content to put out there. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Because we like you.